How's it going, everyone? The date is June 15th, 2011. You are listening to Free Admission at freeadmissionfr.com. Also now on iTunes, back today to discuss the colossal confrontation scheduled for a week from Sunday, June 26th, at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City as Eddie Edwards defends the ROH World Title against Davey Richards. But before we break that down and the Best in the World event itself, let me introduce the panel for the show. First, fresh off his three-day adventure at Universal Studios, which you can tell us a little bit about in a second, and an eventful one. Uh, he is better known on Twitter as I underscore am underscore Hollywood. JP Nichols, thanks for coming on, man. What's up? Uh, hello, Ben. I am uh, a little tired out from uh, the wonderful world into the Impact Wrestling, but uh, needless to say, it was a fun little three days, but I'm very excited to talk about this Ring of Honor show, so... Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and our second partner in crime, uh, he was with us on two previous On the Roads, Mark Smith. Mark, thanks so much for coming back on. How are you? I'm doing real good. I'm really happy to be on with both of you at the same time now. It's it's uh, you know it's good to get on and discuss what we're going to be watching in just a few weeks. You know, uh, I'm still undecided if I'll be seeing it live or whatnot, but uh, it's certainly going to be a, a, a great event for Ring of Honor and, New York City is always big for them, so I expect big things. I'm, I'm happy to discuss it with you guys. The main focus of this show is going to be Eddie Edwards versus Davey Richards, the match itself, which has kind of been of much kind of discussion over the last couple months uh, when Eddie won the title, and then it was confirmed, I guess, two or three weeks ago. Uh, we will talk about the rest of the card briefly, but first I want to kind of like dive right into this match, and I'm just going to kind of throw a couple of questions out there, and hopefully it'll spark a little bit of discussion, and we'll get into what we want to talk about. But a lot of people, I guess, in certain outlets all over the Internet, the, the one thing that's really stuck out to me about this match is they feel Davey Richards has to win. So I'm going to throw it to you, JP. Does Davey Richards have to win this match? I personally do not feel that way at all. Just for the fact, I mean, there are like a few factors that I look into it uh, with Davey. Uh, for one, I mean, Davey is going to be over no matter what, whether he has the belt or not. I do not feel he necessarily needs the belt at all in order to, you know, maintain his uh, fanfare with the Ring of Honor crowd. Number two, Davey has been wrestling uh, the same, mostly the same talents, you know, over the last year or so. And largely, if he had the title, he would just be facing the same competitors over and over again with, uh, to defend the title. Number three, Edwards losing the belt so quickly. I mean, I believe this is his would be his third, no, fourth defense, I want to say. And I just feel that would totally cut out any uh, possibility of Edwards, you know, maintaining what he has now by just flat out losing the title so quickly. I mean, even if it has been about, uh, well, three months now at this point, I just feel like him beating Davey would do a lot more for him rather than having him lose to Davey. Uh, like that's, I mean, it's just like one of those things where I just do not understand why the Ring of Honor faithful uh, just need to see Davey Richards win. Well, yeah, I could definitely say that uh, I agree with all those points. And without question, uh, any other time in Ring of Honor history where they've teased someone to win the war title many times and they just haven't done it, I would say that it's been overdue. But when Eddie won the title... I, I discussed it when I was on the show uh, right after that, at that in March, that this was a turning point, that they finally gave the belt to somebody who was completely fresh, and there were fresh matchups, that you could, you could have a long-term feud with Davey Richards, 
and play it out for a full year if you wanted to, really. And I think that they can't look at it as a Tyler Black situation where they kept putting it off and kept putting it off, and then by the time he won, that hardly anybody cared. And Tyler had a hard time coming back from that. And if you appease a, a certain amount of fans who really are completely fickle when it comes down to it, um, that want JB to win because he's been dubbed the best in the world. JB said it best. He's always going to be the best in the world in those fans' eyes. And him winning the title, it just it doesn't do anything for, for anybody. It, it completely kills Eddie as a main event competitor because you can't have him come in and do a rematch shot and have anybody care about it now because Davey beat him. And there's no way that Davey will lose the title right back. And I believe that we discussed that if they were to do something of a rapid-fire title change now, it could be done. But I think that the best idea for that is to keep Eddie with the title and you keep Davey chasing. And I don't think that you should keep Eddie, you know, uh, over Davey by uh, doing it cheap. I think that and, and making him a heel like every other world champion they've had. But... You know, that's, that's another thing. You know, it, it gets to a point where you have to wonder what Ring of Honor is thinking for both guys, and you never really know until it happens. And I, also, I was just going to make one other point that I thought of. You also have to factor in that, like, in the cases of, like, Nigel McGuinness and Tyler, where people felt that, you know, they got too many title shots and, you know, ended up winning the title for it being too late, you have to factor in the fact that they got their title defenses, like, in a very repeated fashion. Like, Tyler, for one, got, like, three or four shots within, like, about a six-month span. Davey has only had three title shots, if I'm correct, in the last year and a half, at least one-on-one. The Aries match back in November of 2009, the uh, Death Before Dishonor match in June of last year, and then the final battle match. So it's like with him with the Ring of Honor title matches, they're spaced out about six months apart from each other. So it's not exactly like one of those things that is, like, very repeated and and overdone. I mean, they they space it out enough to the point where they actually make you want to care about the match rather than uh, another Davy title uh, title match. And I agree with like pretty much everything. It probably would have been good that we got somebody that was on the other side of this, but I'm going to try to kind of play the other side. But before I do that, and before we talk about the TV factor, because I think the TV factor is something that can't really be ignored, because in some ways, if they consider Davy Richards the guy going into TV, then I can't argue with putting the title on him. But I'm going to try to, like, put that aside for now. And you really touched on a point, uh, Mark, about the fans comparing to the Tyler Black quest, so to speak, that quest that uh, we always talk about. And they're comparing it to that quest. And what's happening is I think people are really kind of underlying the idea that Eddie Edwards, Davey Richards was the guy a year and a half ago, a year ago. He should have won the belt then. So now they're saying, okay, well, now it's time to play catch-up because the fans are grasping for it. But I think they're really missing the idea that Eddie Edwards, he's the guy right now. And, you know, you really touched on that, Mark, but with every show that Eddie Edwards performs on right now, he's peaking. So he's becoming a star, and you talked about uh, JP. He's really going to kind of get cut off at the legs, and I think you put it to me a couple weeks ago when we talk about this, that it'll almost be a burial of Eddie Edwards. I don't know if to that extent for him to lose this match, uh, but just really cut the legs off from under him. Uh, so now that I've said that, how does the TV, um, and JP, I'll start with you, the TV factor 
Uh, how does it come into play here? How did you feel like before TV was announced? Because this match was pretty obvious, and how do you feel now that they have TV? Well, truthfully, I mean, with me at least, it's like with the TV factor, I mean, I really don't see why there's much of a difference between the likes of Edwards and Davey in terms of having either as champion, just for the fact that, you know, is there really that much of a difference between either of them? I mean, uh, for one, I mean, to me, at the very least, uh, I mean, just in my opinion, I mean, just because he's a bit of a larger guy, I would think Eddie would be a guy that you want to showcase a bit more as your champion. I mean, just because he has a bit more of that look for him, whereas, you know, Davey's a bit of a smaller type. And you also have to factor in the fact that I just really don't think that it makes that much of a difference in terms of uh, selling the person uh, into wanting to watch Ring of Honor or not, because anyone who's going to want to watch Ring of Honor will realize that Davey Richards is there anyway. So it's like, why does he need to be champion in order for a fan to say, oh, I'm going to watch now because Davey is champion, whereas they could just say, oh, I'm going to watch because Davey is there. Yeah, and I'll definitely say, uh, if I wanted to counter that, I would say, you know, um, it's hard to really put TV into the scope of things because you don't know what they want, like if Davey's the man or Eddie and if they're looking for the bigger guy or whatnot. But if they think that Davey's going to be the best champion right now and that the fans that they have from their core will take to television better as opposed to Davey losing and Eddie being the champion – then I, I, like, like Ben said, you can't fault them too much. But uh, I, I would definitely say that there is much more long-term stock in Davy chasing the title if those fans are going to come over regardless. And I, and I agree, they come, they're definitely going to come over regardless to watch Davy on television if it's in their market. But, you know, uh, I think that if you're chasing Eddie and you don't do anything ridiculously stupid during the match... I think long term that you'll you'll have people watching television to see the angle built to the next iPay-per-view or whatever it is. So, you know, it's very up in the air, but I just hope that they don't go the typical route that they they have in the past. And I think that that for for once, I really think they will give us a clean finish. And uh, I I really couldn't tell you which way it goes, but, but, you know, that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, and I mean, I really agree with JP. It's just... When you're presenting it, which the idea is that it's going to be a new audience, it's just vanilla face versus vanilla face, and it's all about presentation. So however they want to present these guys, and I think another issue is that, and this is kind of going back, but Eddie Edwards, like, people keep saying that Davey Richards, Davey Richards, he's the most over guy, he's the most over guy, but again, they're kind of underlying where Eddie Edwards is out right now because, and, you know, I've been to uh, a couple of vocal shows or ROH shows recently. JP's been to a couple. Mark, I know you've been to a couple. You could argue that Eddie Edwards, and I would argue it even on night one of Atlanta, he was more over, uh, but it's very close. Would you agree? Oh, oh certainly. I think he's, he's, he's it's not uh, as over as Davey. I'd say he's even maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit less, but in New York, I think that when they go face-to-face at the beginning, I think the dueling chance are going to favor Eddie, and that's a big point when I say that I don't think that Davey should win because I think Eddie Edwards, ever since Flatter War, has become like uh, New York City's favorite, you know, adopted child almost. And, and I, I don't know, you know, I think he's he's got big star potential there. And, JP, I know that's something that you really uh, are interested in going into the match is kind of how will the crowd react. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just for the fact that, as Mark pointed out, uh, ever since that latter war, Eddie Edwards has essentially been 
the guy for the New York crowd, which in itself is a very fickle crowd. So for them to have a sort of bonding with a particular talent is something that really should point out, you know, how how much they love a certain talent. And then the fact that they also love Davey, will have, it has me very interested just to see how the crowd will feel towards one talent or the other, how they will react when the match is all said and done. I mean, it's it, it's really said something as well. I mean, because I know Jacob said uh, um, at the Toronto show, Edwards didn't exactly have a lot of fanfare. Right. But for someone uh, like Eddie to have a huge following in the New York market, which, like I said, is a very fickle market, should be a huge telling to what his uh, title reign should be. And we've discussed a little bit more just mostly about Davey Richards and why he shouldn't or shouldn't win the title. And this is maybe kind of uh, not steered towards the match itself, but just the general opinion of Eddie Edwards today. How do you guys feel about him? Uh, oh, I'll go ahead first, I suppose. Um, I think that Eddie, honestly, well, like last year, I felt that he was like certainly one of the top three, if not the breakout star of 2010 in terms of just delivering consistent after consistent performance. And really, in terms of uh, the match quality that he's been delivering as of late, I just feel like he's probably the most enjoyable guy to watch in Ring of Honor right now, which is really saying something from a company that also has the likes of Davey Richards, Hero, Claudio, Generico, and uh, other guys on the roster. I mean, he is just uh, turning into one of my favorite talents to watch just because of the fact that everything with him just feels sort of new to me after, you know, as many years as I've been watching wrestling. And uh, I personally, I mean, I just feel like there's more momentum that can be had in his title reign with, like, there's, like, like a few matches that they can do that they have not had the opportunity to do, such as the likes of an Edwards versus Claudio or even Edwards versus Generico, which just happened for the first time in PWG a couple of weeks ago. Right. So then we could have it happen in Ring of Honor for the there's first time. There's just a massive freshness factor with Eddie's exactly. champion. Exactly, exactly. Mark, yeah, and I want to completely echo those sentiments, too, because I, I, that's what I was trying to stress before. Everything is fresh with him. And, uh, you know, I, I've always said to my friends that, you know, still don't, they haven't come out to an ROH show in a, in a really long time since they've probably stopped running Long Island. But I've said that this guy is the best kept secret that ROH has. And, I mean, PWG fans got to see it, and, you know, local indies in the Northeast get to see it. But he is just, unbelievable and every time that Davey put him over and said that Eddie Edwards is the man like I, I flushed it off and I said it was nothing and I mean he proved me wrong when I when I saw him beat Roddy because I mean I, I, there's other times when he's shown you know that he was he, he had talent but I mean when the crowd finally bought into him like as a champion and you could feel the emotion like that's what that's something you can't take away from that and and Eddie is just so fresh and I just don't want them to fall into the same traps they have before. Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Again, uh, I was just going to also say, I mean, in terms of the freshness factor, it's just very good to me to just see the fact that in the past several years, obviously from Ring of Honor, we've been uh, thrown, uh, we've been given very many heel champions, and it's just very nice to see, you know, an actual baby-faced champion for once, like a real fighter of sorts, as opposed to someone that we just want to see lose. And then to kind of play the other side, in, including the TV factor again, which I really don't want to do, but I am, is that everything becomes fresh again. So 
we can take the belt off Eddie, put it on Davey, and everything's essentially fresh again just because the idea is that we have a completely new audience, even though I don't particularly agree with that. But I'm going to put you on the spot. A prediction. I think I know what both of you are going to say, but JP, your prediction for this match. I personally am just going to flat out say Eddie Edwards. I just really do not see Ring of Honor being the type of company. I mean, for all the factors that I've listed earlier, I just really do not see them being the type of company that would want to uh, take the wind out of Eddie's sails. Uh, I mean, with Davey, I mean, I, again, like I say, with Davey winning, I just really do not see. I, I really do feel that this match sort of is taking place far too early. Like, I feel like it should have been taking place at Final Battle, personally. That's just my opinion. But I'm just, again, I'm fully behind Eddie Edwards retaining his title. And, Mark, and I'll, I'll, I would love to say that, you know, uh, I think Eddie's going to win. Uh, I think that deep down my prediction would be that uh, Eddie retains and he does it shady and it doesn't, you know, we don't get a, you know, we get Davey get rolled up or something like that, another flat finish. But what I want to see happen to to make the feud maybe prolong, and this is something that I, I really have gone back and forth about that I didn't really think about until uh, maybe about a day ago. But I don't think it's possible to pull off a 50-minute draw in New York City, but under these conditions, with both guys being as white-hot as possible in New York City, I think they could get away with it. I think this is the, that's still a good out for Davey. I don't know if he's still quitting or not. I, I mean, I haven't followed enough to say that he's going to quit if he doesn't win. Um, but if they're going to keep Eddie face, it's something that's passed through my mind and maybe could be a, a good thing to prolong the feud, but the New York City fans, they may not be ready for another 60-minute draw, and there may, may not be another 60-minute draw that any ROH fan could be ready for uh, with the way they butchered it in the past uh, two and a half years. So uh, I want Eddie to win. Uh, I don't think he'll win the way that I want, but, that, yeah, that's my prediction. And I would agree with JP that this match is, I mean, and I do, that it's taking place far too early, but I feel like with how they presented the show, they – kind of put the best in the world tag on it. This is pretty much the biggest, I think, the biggest singles match they could book. Of course, there's a lot of other things that they could put into place that would probably uh, get just as much hype as this one has. But going from that into the undercard, I was actually, before anything was announced for this show, I pretty much, we all expected this ROH World title match on top to happen. But then I thought it was pretty apparent uh, that we would get uh, the Kings and the World's Greatest Tag Team for the fourth time, and I thought the way that it was being built up in the newswires and on the sites, that we would get Daniels and Cabana. So we're not getting either of those matches. We're getting a four-way tag team elimination with ANX and the Briscoes included uh, with World's Greatest Tag Team and Kings and Daniels against Generico for the TV title. So I'm immensely happy that I'm not getting those other matches that I was fully expecting. Um, having said that, uh, there's a part of me that's somewhat underwhelmed with the undercard, um, and I'm not gonna, we're not going to run down like each match. I don't really think we should do that, but uh, just your general feelings to the card and maybe what you're looking forward to or not looking forward to and how you just feel overall. JP? Uh, oh, I, uh, the tag title match I'm actually pleasantly surprised with simply for the fact that... Um, Obviously, with this All Night Express Briscoe, uh, Briscoe's feud, uh, they've gone through uh, a few gimmicks already in the sense that they went through First Blood, they went through a Street Fight, you know, and they obviously want to keep this uh, feud prolonged a bit more 
and instead of just randomly throwing in another gimmick match for the show, they're uh, mixing them in with the likes of the Kings and uh, uh, the World's Greatest Tag Team, which actually, you know, as opposed to seeing the exact same thing over and over again like we've seen in the past few shows, it gives like a bit of more of a differentiating factor to it, and it allows us to see the likes uh, of these other teams mixing it up. Like, I'm actually sort of interested in seeing if the Briscoes uh, working heel now uh, interacted all with the Kings, which, I mean, you know, the Briscoes as heels, I mean, that would be, like, a very interesting factor to me. Daniels and Generico is uh, another match that should be very good. I mean, I cannot recall a single match they've had that I would say was bad in any stretch of the imagination. The remaining matches on the show, I, I, I'm, I would say underwhelmed would be the best term for it. I mean, uh, Rhino and Homicide, I think, should be fine. I, I don't really expect, like, a great role, but Rhino, I feel, is a pretty nice talent for them to have brought in, even if it is just a one-off appearance, uh, just because of the fact that that's going to be his first time in the Hammerstein and now six years since the first one-night stand. So, I mean, maybe the fans will actually be pretty happy with that. Siampa is facing... Uh, um, Likely Cabana. Uh, Cabana? It's not confirmed. Oh, it's not confirmed yet? Okay. Well, that match should be okay. I mean, Cabana brings a good... One match that I really, really sensationally don't want to see is Mike Bennett and Jay Lethal. That just sounds atrocious in every sense of the word. Uh, I mean, I've not gotten to see this... Uh, Mike Bennett comedy that I've heard from Jacob quite a bit, but this match just sounds really dreadful and a very bad usage out of Jay Lethal for his first time in Ring of Honor in nearly five years. And then the final probably match that will get added, hopefully a swerve, but it looks like they're building Adam Cole, Kyle Ryan, and the Bravados again. Uh, I know me and Mark had a pretty lengthy discussion about this last night, but uh, Bravados, O'Reilly, and Cole again. I'm ho- I'm personally hoping it's maybe a bit of a swerve, and then it leads to another match later, just for the sake of this card, because I don't want to see it again on this particular card for whatever reason. But um, Mark, how do you feel about it, the card in general? Yeah, I, I you know I, I'd like to say that the tag title match is great. I mean, I think that if you put any of the combination of teams together, uh, I think you could have got away with having the Briscoes and uh, All Night Express having another match, but you really don't need to add another gimmick to it, like uh, JT said. And it's the best way to have the titles defended and you still keep matches that are going to be, you know, regular tag team matches fresh. So I think that match would be fine. Um, I'm glad it's elimination and the fact that, you know, it won't be too hectic once we get down, you know, start eliminating teams, and then it'll be you know, a, a final finish, hopefully. Uh, Daniels and Generico, I think it's going to be, you know, it'll be a great match, and I'm pulling for Generico here, but, you know, that's, that's another thing. You know, he's the television champion. You know, does that affect anything going into TV? Um, my sleeper match, actually that I really, really want to see is Carino versus Elgin because I want to see what Elgin's going to do to Carino. And, and it, this match shouldn't be any longer than just, you know, five minutes or so. And I, I don't want to say that – I don't want to make a prediction that it's going to turn into a tag match, but and I don't know if Truth Martini can even really work still because I know he had a neck injury or whatnot. But I, I could see Jacobs getting added to this and making a tag match. Um, and I completely echo JT's sentiments when he says Bennett and Lethal look like a pile of garbage. Um, I think it's good because they announced that Lethal's going to be back, and they're not just booking him for this. But I, I have to say that 
and maybe you'll get a good match out of Bennett because we will carry into it, but for the first match back on a show called Best in the World, you have Jay Lethal versus Mike Bennett. Like, that, that's not really a showcase match at all. It's nothing. It's going to be second on the card probably, and then you have Jay Lethal gone for the night, and, and that's a shame. And uh, from the Homicide and Rhino thing, I, I just want Rhino to pile drive Homicide off the apron, and then we don't see Homicide and ROH anymore. That's all I want from that, and I'll do five stars. <laughs> I actually think that's a safe prediction considering he's not scheduled for the upcoming double shot. Neither is Christopher Daniels for that matter. Uh, This could be Daniels, I mean, last appearance, I mean, especially, I mean, if he is just going to go TNA full-time. I actually completely forgot about the Carino and Elgin match. Uh, Jacob will be doing backflips over two Canadians having a match. (laughs) I mean, um, but... um, yeah, I mean, that uh, Bennett and Lee, I, I just really cannot uh, think of a match that I would possibly want to see less in Ring of Honor right now. Maybe Mike Bennett and Grizzly Redwood. Well, no, I want to see that again. I, I want to see that many, I want to see a series of seven between Bennett and Grizzly, and then I want Grizzly to go back into a feud with the embassy one more time. I think you've got their number this time, for sure. I still have to echo my uh, thoughts that I'd still wish for Jay Lethal to end up in the embassy in some form. Well, you may get your wish. Uh, like like uh, Mark said, uh, Jay Lethal is, uh, they said they're looking for looking to book him in future dates, so hopefully uh, that means more to come from Jay Lethal. Uh, but Best in the World 2011 ROH, GoFightLive.tv, June 26th, a week from this Sunday, uh, 4 p.m. bell time on a Sunday. That's uh, quite rare for ROH. Um, any closing thoughts uh, before we leave? Uh, JP, Mark? Uh, Mark, go ahead, JP. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take the I'll take the lead this time. Um, closing thoughts. Uh, I really hope Eddie comes out on top. Uh, and I'm really disappointed with the undercard, uh, as you guys said. Uh, for a card called called Best in the World, I really wish they could have spent a little extra dollar and brought in some talent else from elsewhere. Uh, I I don't know Omega's schedule, and I, you know I don't know most of the guys from Noah's schedule. I know that Roderick's over there during the show and he's going to be getting a, a, GH, a GHC junior shot. But um, I just think they could have done more to make this a actual feel like it's the best in the world and not just we booked the best possible main event and we're going to call it best in the world because of that. I mean, the, the other matches are good that are on top of the tag title and TV title, but beyond that, there's nothing that I would buy this show for besides, you know, I, I, you'll get your $15 worth, but if I was a casual fan... You know, I don't think it lives up to the title, at least. And, and that's my final thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I really have to agree top to bottom. I mean, with that said, I mean, um, uh, again, the main event should be fantastic. I mean, I personally was not a huge fan of their HD net match. I mean, but I really feel this match should uh, more than likely exceed that one with me. The tag title match should be really good. The TV title match should definitely deliver. And uh, some of the undercard matches should be fun as well. You know, uh, the, the one match that I've uh, really thrashed excluded. I mean, but it, I mean, Ring of Honor, I mean, with $15, I mean, you're definitely going to get your money's worth, even if it is a mediocre show. I mean, I just really feel that um, even if it is a bit of a lesser card in comparison to the types of cards they presented on the iPay-per-view, I feel like it should definitely be worth watching. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Free admission fr.com you can follow us on twitter at free admission fr be sure to subscribe to us on itunes um for jp for mark thanks guys so much for joining me thanks everybody for listening again and we will talk to you again very soon
the stone.